Hello, everyone. Welcome to our monthly bonus There Will Be Dungeons episode. We do these every month for supporters of the uh, pod people support system we have over at therewillbedungeons.com. And if you're hearing this uh, and you're not part of that, you're getting it late, like way late. Those who sign up for it get it the day we record it, which is right now, July 27th. A lot of you are getting it in August. So why not be like those July people and sign up and uh, get it early? We're going to dive right in. The way this thing works is uh, Kristen has a big list of questions you guys have sent in through various methods uh, since we last spoke, and we're going to answer those questions right here on the air. So Kristen, without any further ado, take it away. Will do. First off, I want to thank everybody for sending the questions this month. We have so many. We're going to try and bust through as many as we can, but okay. thank you. There's some really great questions. All right. Some warm-up stuff. Fast, furious, or... Slow and steady answer however you'd like. Bo, how often does the group bypass or ignore something you've planned for, as is tradition? For example, my group average is three out of five. Eh, often enough, I suppose. Well, what's that mean? Tell us, like, give us a thing. Give us, yeah, a number, a ratio. Yeah. And does it make you feel bad that we've skipped it or missed it? Uh, doesn't make me feel bad whatsoever. Um... But I'd say eh, about 50% of the time. Oh, wow. 50, 50. Jeez. Damn. Okay. You need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. that number down. I've got <laughs> to anticipate what you guys do, but at the same time, I'm perfectly happy with you doing whatever. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Scott, did Nash actually ever mine for anything in the solar mines? Sounds like he just read books and watched movies. <laughs> and why is he so angry? <laughs> Well, there's a lot of reasons. I'm not going to say why he's so angry because we may eventually get to it. But uh, his time in the solar mines was spent basically slaving and exposing himself to horrendous amounts of radiation to try to capture the sun's rays through some really old uh, solar panels, gathering solar energy for those who wanted to exploit it for reasons he was not aware of. But he was like many who were forced to work in those conditions um, most, if you worked in the solar mines, most of you would eventually just die of, of, uh, radiation poisoning and, or some sort of cancer at a, at a young age. And let's just say things kind of came to a head at one point and that's why Nash got out of there. But yeah, though it's, it's a, it's a place where they, there are times when they make, they think that you're important and they give you all access to all these things that he has access to and that he talks about, but it's all just sort of a ruse to keep able-bodied people around to you know take these these horrendous rays of of radiation for a higher class of people who are unwilling to do it themselves that's the most i've ever said about it Ooh. yeah also, John. It's a would you say it's a walmart <laughs> yeah with solar panels i mean maybe it might be an old walmart i don't know uh, John, how strong on a scale of 1 to 10 is Stanley's consideration of a cleric multiclass? Uh, I'd say a 5 at this point. Um, I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that healing isn't only about healing, and there was definitely a draw to be a cleric to be able to do a little bit better healing for the group, but I think I've found a, a niche there. Um, but I do think that there's some cool story stuff in Stanley's background that encourages uh, this as a path for him. Um, I kind of designed him to be on a knife's edge of being a good person or a bad person and figured he would just kind of gravitate towards whatever the party did or as a counter to it, depending on what the party did. And so 
we'll see where it goes. Right now, he's trying to be a good person, and it's he's doing an okay job at it, and we'll see where it goes from there. Fantastic. Kyle, what thematic boss fight final moves... Oh, with thematic boss fight final moves in mind, what would Varel's preferred death blow against a Weir Lord be? Okay, I hope that the Eye of Grosjil evolves with me because the fire shield does awesome damage. I hope one day I can choose which weapon it appears as so I can summon at will various types and be like a, a master of all. Sword one moment, switch it over to a flame hammer and then back into a shield. If I can't do that, I hope Bo will let me turn the shield into a buzzsaw that spins and I get to go right into its chest doom style and take it out that way and then like punch it in the face. I think maybe that can be done now. I don't know if it would do extra damage, but you could probably spit it. Yeah. Sweet. If not, it's yeah. a, it would be a shame if you didn't know, because given the world we live in, not having a, you know, full blown freaking, you know, shredding device like that would be sad. Like would that we it can't just be a sword or a you know, it has to be something crazy in this world. So I think that would be great. I think the fun part about the Eye of Grosjil is that it's part of Varel. It's not a we- it's a weapon, but it's not a weapon. It's it's him, right? It's of him, which is yeah. I feel like in line with what Varel, with Kyle's philosophy, is for his lizard folking. So, <laughs> so do you, um, do you, Bo? Let me uh, sorry. Follow up here. Do you mean to do that with almost all, almost all the characters have something that's part of them that's significant? So, in my case, you gave me this heart, this dragon heart, and. Uh, his case, the I Grosjil, and Stanley's case, a whole other character. Um, why well, Stanley hasn't found his demonic artifact? So yes, I cre- I constructed um, an artifact for each of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that in mind, as a way to, because leveling your character isn't the only way to have fun mechanics and things to do in the game and have something specially meaningful. So everyone I did make one for everyone. We haven't gotten Stanley's yet. His Diantalus thing was a mishap caused by a side adventure that it was completely random and had nothing to do with anything in terms of the main story, but now is part of it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I turned into Diantalus, but yes, everyone has a custom item. All right. Everything turns it's into spaceship. That's no, it's the spaceship for Stanley. That is that is the platform I am standing on. Yep. Uh, and then one for me, how did Kristen perfect her Australian accent? It's great. Uh, I watched a lot of Mad Max and then a lot of early Mel Gibson interviews. And I know there's still quite a bit I'm figuring out about uh, hitting Australian a bit more uh, fluently. But yeah, just watching and copying what they say. All right, cool. So thank you all for the work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I have mad respect for that because when we did our little like one-off, um, I wanted to have a cool ending where everybody met like weird counterparts to who their there will be dungeons character is. And it turns out none of them talked, but like I was prepared to have interactions for all of them. So I spent literally that entire day trying to do an Australian accent and it was abysmal. And I was like, please don't let anybody talk to, I think her name was faith in that game. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't let anybody talk to faith. Please don't let anybody talk to faith. It's just not going to work. Yeah. So I've got nothing but respect for being able to pull off the accent as well as you do. Whenever oh, I, thanks. whenever I try to do an Australian accent, it devolves into a, um, like an Irish pirate. It's not good. 
Right. I mean, Scottish and Irish, those two blend together so well. Sure. So but I'm trying for Australian and I end up going, yar, there's a, there's, a, there's a pot of gold at the end of me rainbow. Like, I can't do it. I'm supposed to put, put the shrimps on the Barbie. Something yeah, like but then, then you're just, you know, Paul Hogan, Hoganing it, which is no good. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Paul Hogan. <laughs> uh, this next question is for everybody uh, what was the process of creating your characters was it all generated on some kind of software or was this done all by rolling the dice and how much of your own input was used in the process well, I mean geez, uh, like... I think you guys all had complete we did the paper process we used D&D Beyond to help the character sheets playing over the internet but everyone came up with their own characters and did the die rolling. I think we didn't use a, is there a computer. I guess maybe uh, they talking about character mancer and roll 20 or something like that. There are some ways to generate characters that take a lot of it out of your hands. Mm -hmm. Right. And they, they, it's not the character you envision or want to play. It's like, here are the roles, but also here are the, uh, the cyberpunk 2020 game is quite like that. Where like you roll for what your history is. Like whether oh, you had a you had a, a significant relationship event in your 18th year and then in your 19th year you, you got in trouble with the law. Like it actually your background is generated by the character creation, so you don't pick it. Right. And uh, so we didn't do any of that, and we didn't. So it was completely, I would say, created by the player. Yeah, and that includes John's one-off. I think, as, as far as I know, everybody did too. I mean, we use D and D Beyond to to sort of maintain everything, but that's just taking the place of a notebook and. You know, there's some nice automated features and lots of cool stuff. There's a reason why it's so rad, but it doesn't do it for you. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, especially for the, the new player uh, boxes, they do include pre-gen characters. And a DM could totally say, here are the four characters. Each pick one that you want to play. Those are the characters you have to play. Yeah. That's that's a way to do it. Sure. Yeah, and I think we all knew what kind of class uh, and race we wanted to play. And it was simply plugging in the numbers based on what our class required of us and then what the other roles were kind of then affected how the characters grew. Yeah. That's All that right. <laughs> and then uh, this one, I definitely saw there was quite a bit of conversation around this week. So a question for the whole group, you guys are some of the least loot crazed players I've ever come across. Was this a conscious decision to keep the show from devolving into three hours of comparison shopping or just something you all share by coincidence? And Bo, does that trait of theirs affect how you craft the world? Uh, I would say it's not their trait. I think they are all video gamers that love their loot. I know I said on Core this week that Diablo should remove loot from the game and then John was furious. Um, <laughs> he gave me credit for having a well thought out idea, but generally speaking, they do like loot. Uh, it's more of a product of me that the, um, the world is a Mad Max world. So in the way I see it is that, you know, useful items are very rare and they're guarded preciously. Like useful item might be just like a pipe, you know, like a precious brass pipe. I mean, they're so rare. They're so useful for plumbing. So that would be really important. So yeah, it's more the fact that, one, it's a Mad Max world. Two, I also suck at loot tables. I'm, I'm just, when it comes to prepping, I get to the loot table and I'm like, eh, I'll figure it out when we play. And then I just don't think about it when we play. So it's a combination of the two, I would say. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of people mad we didn't pick up those rifles. 
Oh but... yeah, chat was already going about the right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but I have what... no interest in it. No, like that's yeah. that's that's the problem. Is um, is Stanley doesn't use guns. He doesn't. He might be good at them, but he's never tried. He's not interested in it. And you know, I designed Stanley. I, I've said as my own personal rebellion to being in a Mad Max world. So he's going to use fantasy weapons. He's going to use swords and magic and stuff like that. And you give him a machine gun, and he's going to be like, "I don't want that." Or walk away. Um, Bo, Bo would have to make a strong case to convince him to kind of jump on the other side of that spectrum. So, yeah, he sees high tech rifle and is just like, "That's beyond me. I'm not going to deal with that." Yeah, I, I love. I mean, I'm I love loot as much as the next guy. And you know, in a in a video game context, it sort of depends on the game. So I'm I'm replaying Pillars of Eternity two right now, and it's a lot like D and D, or a lot like our campaign anyway. There may be a bunch of things dropping, but all of it is either vendor trash or sort of duplicates of what you already have. So a lot of you get in a fight with a bunch of guys with muskets. All those muskets have the same stats on them. If you can carry them, great, because you can sell them. But we don't really have a vibrant sort of market thing happening with our campaign. So there's no big reason to fill your pockets full of this stuff. Like, it, Yeah, if you if you fill your pockets, where are you going to go sell it? Everyone's poor and it's desolate. and yeah. They might like it, but they don't have gold to give you. Right. Most people, yeah. But I feel like Bo, on the flip side, I don't feel like Bo has been stringent this way. He has always rewarded... Um, each of each of us was something major when we've done something amazing like you know whatever that whatever that item might be in my case i mean the dragon heart was the greatest thing ever and and it didn't come as a piece of loot off some dead body but but you know i think that that satisfaction of i got a cool thing still happens in our campaign it's just not from you know a bunch of dead lizards yeah. yeah, it's more story based, which means yeah. it can it can flow better. And also, you're right. I mean, we've also got carrying capacities that we have to adhere to. And I know <laughs> Stanley has the bag of holding now, but does Hope know what a bag of holding is? No, <laughs> she has no clue what it is, and she's never asked about it. But you All say she it that knows way. is what she can carry, and that's about it. I have the highest carrying capacity, and I don't carry anything. So this could <laughs> all be my fault. Character choice, right? No, no. But I mean, like even little things like usual tables have rolls for gold and gems. Like literally everything you kill in a regular campaign probably gives you some amount of gold and gems. And there's you can go to dungeon sites or different sites that loot generate just to do it for you. And I'm like, and hey, nobody's got gold and gems like in this. <laughs> like who's got that stuff? You know, like so. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of it. Yeah, and then of course too, we're not leveling by XP. It's all um, uh, not. It's milestone. Milestone based. Yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of that uh, classic stuff kind of gets thrown out the window. And honestly, I think it works really well with the campaign setup. This Mad Max because it does have to be different. It's not a green, vibrant, foresty fantasy world. Not yet, anyways. Yeah, I guess it's purpley now with eyeballs. It's a purpley eyeball. <laughs> I mean, you know, as we level up and you and go, we go beyond the mundane, you may go to kingdoms who do things differently. Yeah. Uh, and then this one is a fun one. What is the moment in the entire campaign so far that made you go, what the hell is going on? Or it got a little too weird. The duck penis, lizard, <laughs> lizard Game of Thrones, yeah, or the duck penis. That was just today, <laughs> in the yeah, campaign, in the far. campaign. That's just RL stuff between <laughs> all of us. 
Yeah. Uh, Lizard Game of Thrones is my answer. That was the moment where I was like, what is what? Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's interesting. I remember when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute, really? Oh, my gosh, we're going to do Lizard Game of Thrones. I ended up really liking it in the end, though. But at first it was like it was such an obvious reference or it felt like such an obvious reference. I was get, I was like, oh, are we going are we going to like is the eighth season of Game of Thrones going to be <laughs> year two of, you know, I didn't know where we were going with it, but I ended up really liking everything about it. In fact, I've loved everything about the lizard bits, um, <laughs> lizard bits, everything about yep. the lizard story and lizard folk stuff. And and Varel's journey has been some of my favorite in the game. Um, and that stuff I would include in that now, but at first it was like, oh my his, gosh, his, his anus speech today was pretty great. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's funny. I Makes mean, there's adults. there's times when things just go off the rails and oh. you don't know they're going to, but I don't know. Kyle, Kyle, your answer is Pixie Hulk. Oh yeah, no, and we were we thought we had cornered them, and now all of a sudden, and then the Brachimeth got high off its ass and <laughs> ate everybody but me, like. <laughs> There were some crazy <laughs> moments. I know I've also had my face just accused of being completely blown, but yeah, I don't remember those. Yeah, because <laughs> there, there are multiple moments where my Bo has been right like, now. Kyle's face right now is oh. just, and I don't remember those. Oh, some, yeah, sometimes you're just like, it's either you're enraptured or you're like, it's just, maybe that's not what you're intending, but you're like, I don't trust this. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm always sometimes I, I'm sensitive to it because I, I notice it. I'm like, oh, oh. It was the leprechaun. Yeah, I think there was a moment. <laughs> I where, love oh, it. Yeah. I love yeah. the coin, but a leprechaun <laughs> <in> <laughs> <my> <laughs> crater made by a dragon's corpse. <laughs> but wasn't there a point? Well, where he, he, got, he, got, he, he was really unlucky, and it landed on the <laughs> unlucky leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wasteland setting. The last thing I ever expected to run into is a leprechaun. Right. Well, we're still playing D and D, so I'm like, I'm flipping through the monster manual. I'm like, oh, leprechauns. We should should be one. <laughs> like, I can't always be stuck to being like, what actually fits in this world. Sometimes I'm just like, whatever. This is going in. Yeah, which and is fine. I've kind of I've liked that weird that weird clash most of the time. But um, yeah, I really can't think of a moment where I was just like, oh, are we seriously going here? Like, I. I haven't really had that. Really, I mean, mine it happens not in the show. It happens when I'm coming up with stuff, right? And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, am I really doing this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess I am." And I have that all the time. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. I think maybe when you guys really got spotted in Trashburg, yeah, and I had to throw the entire city at you while you ran, mm. I was like. I guess I really have to do this. I kind of thought it was going to be a fun Metal Gear Solid thing, and you guys are going to sneak around. I highly, I some. This is going to sound really bad. Please don't take insult, but sometimes give you too much credit for accomplishing things that <laughs> clearly <laughs> you're not able to do. And it could be a fault of mine. It's not a criticism. Right. I'm just like, no, no, they'll get through. This is trivial. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm almost worried it's going to be too hard, and then you derp into the light, and then I got to send the whole town after you, and I'm like, oh, I guess I have to actually said the whole town after i mean we don't know the we don't know the end result of what's happening with the shaft of light from today's episode but something tells me we're doing that again where we're missing either something obvious or a clue or something 
that would make all this make more sense and sooner than it than it will normally i mean would you say i mean i'll 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 say this just because it's it's there's like mysteries and then there's sometimes there's just stuff that's obtuse that maybe i don't realize it is from your perception right because it makes sense in my head i know it all but your perception is you have missing pieces so you're trying to put things together and i think the light was just intended to show you that there was more beneath and you had to find your way down but there are no exits in the room you're oh, in. Oh, so okay. So the it's conclusion not I wanted you to draw was there's got to be a secret room in here, right? And I'm like, there are worms. And you're like, I'll follow the worms outside. And I'm like, no, wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just in case they were going into but a hole in the wall. It's, it doesn't mean like, oh, we're dumb as players. It's like it's it's just as much on me to make sure I'm providing the right kind of hints. Yeah, but I think that's that actually that heartens me because I think that hope was on the right track like she was doing yeah she was definitely on the right track and i was trying to drop a little wormy hints here and there but um yeah it's just i don't even know what the point of what i saying was it's just that it's a two it's like as much on me as it is on everyone else when like something's just obtuse right the light sorry scott the light is meant to show that there's more beneath there's deeper to go okay interesting it did feel like one of those levels in an rpg where i was just like wait a minute am i backtracking where did i go i thought i saw this wait a minute what does this mean like i mm-hmm. was actually and having a ladder in the back corner the whole oh. time yeah 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 stuck below yeah yeah that feeling of the ladder you missed the whole time i hate that feeling but it's mm-hmm. fun in this context because we're you know this is different video games are deliberate and you have to be able to finish them and whatever this is this could go a thousand ways, and Bo could change it all in a second anyway. And it's I, I enjoyed that you decided to throw corpses into the light, though. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was cool. Well, that's what brought on the duck stuff, so it's your fault, really. I don't think of that stuff. I'm just like, there'll be a light. They'll instantly get that it goes deeper into the earth, and they have to keep looking. They're like, what's the light made out of? Let's throw stuff in it. <laughs> well, Everyone's... I thought maybe it was a teleporter or something. Yeah, it I seemed like a portal. It. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of it, because when you know all the answers, you just assume incorrectly as a dm like you assume that knowledge on the part of your players but you're trying to be mysterious so you're withholding and you can't tell how much of it is just you withholding versus you know what i mean like dropping the right hints and stuff so sometimes that's just a challenge Mm. i find that pretty challenging to do Mm. yeah Yeah. cool this last section it may go longer here because i'm not sure i'm I'm still feeling out the time with the 30 minutes but These questions, I wanted to add a little extra challenge too. So four words or less, and take time if you need it to kind of figure out what your answers are. Okay. But this first one, Bo, is for you. Four words. Four words. Did Bo have anything prepared if Nash's life partner had insisted on joining the gang? Mm, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's good to know. I mean, I. Only I only get four words, so no, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. All right, Scott. uh, What is Nash's intelligence? Is it above twelve? And if so, why do you play him not as smart? (laughs) (laughs) So I only get four words for that. So I mean, okay. So it's no, it's no. no you're you're done. Done. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't. Sorry, I ruined the thing already. Next question. I ruined Next it. Question. I ruined it. Let me do four words. Uh, um, two. You're it's, two. It's all by design. That's it. There you Perfect. go. Nice. Uh, this one would hope personally preferred Tiet Kella keep growing as a home for the lost. Or would she prefer remain mostly tiefling? 
And the only answer I have for that, I broke it. Mostly <laughs> tiefling. <laughs> nice. It's hard. Right, it's hard to remember everybody. that part. Yeah. Uh, does role playing make the game more fun for you? Yes. Absolutely yes. That's three words. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Although I will, uh, see, there's, I broke it. Never mind. No, 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 go for it's it. It's all by design. Here is my thought. Here is my only thought. I would say this: I really like in recent weeks or months how we have maintained the RP of it, and that is everything from the serious of it to the humor of it. To, whatever we've done in the RP realm, we we've stuck with that, but we have been less hard on ourselves about table talk and our willingness to sort of talk back and forth about what we can or can't do in between all of that. I think that's been, that's been a huge boost for me lately. I like being able to do that. And there was a, there was a sense early on that we just never wanted to break character ever. And if we did, we'd have to say, um, this is Scott speaking outside of the campaign. This is just me. This isn't Nash. Like if I felt like I was having to do that a lot, or at least I felt my own pressure to do that. And I don't feel that as much anymore, and I like that. So it feels like a more balanced sort of experience that doesn't have any, you know, slippery slopes or anything. Cool. Yes. And then do any of you guys watch other D&D streams like Critical Role or the C-Team? I don't. Uh, I watch a little Critical Role. I've never seen the C-Team. Uh, I pick up a, a few here and there. I watch I watch Critical Role pretty regularly, um, and I've seen a few others, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, like to I've drop it on streams. Yeah, Harmon Quest. Oh yeah, yes. Harman, I did do a bunch of Harmon Quest. Um, it's funny because they are all everything you mentioned are you know these are big, big ones, right? Like these are everybody knows who they are. They've they've got gigantic followings. Like they're kind of a a force into themselves. What I would like to really bump into, and I try to find them, and I haven't been able to do it, is other shows that I think that I hope are attempting to do what we're doing. We're not aiming for, certainly not aiming for Hollywood visual, visuals on our presentation. We're not aiming for uh, professional voice actors or any of the other things that make some of those other shows even better than they would be. We're just trying to convey the experience of here are friends doing a thing, and it's really fun. And you should play too, and also give us a listen and see what you think. Like, I want to find more that I can listen to like that, and I have a hard time finding the ones that aren't. They're either the mega blockbusters or they're kind of bad. <laughs> and I, and mm. and I don't want to. It's hard for me to find the middle bit. If, if honestly, it's a lot like early podcasting back in the day when I was looking for. It's a, the it's the kid show the kid show geek aesthetic. Right. Like a lot of people in the geek culture. Doesn't matter. It's not just D and D. Have this like kids show way. Like uh, Doctor Mustache is like a kids show, mm-hmm. just kind of adult. Doctor Mustache. You know, it's, it's very, it's very like caricatured. <laughs> it's like a, it's you know, people talk in these very exaggerated, phony ways that aren't really genuine. That it's just not an aesthetic I dig. So there are definitely D and D shows who do that, and I don't, I can't watch those. Um, yeah, but I don't really watch that many, just because I do a lot of stuff for the week, and I don't have a lot of time for D and D streams. They're yeah, and I know I don't want to be influenced by. Uh, uh, it, it's hard because you want to be influenced, but at the same time you want to retain 
your own original development of the character and not necessarily what's been made popular by certain shows along the way. That's a good, right. that's okay. a really good it's point. It's one thing to be inspired. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be influenced. And, right. yeah. and that's a hard, that's a hard line to walk, especially with critical role is season two. They started a little bit before us where our episode numbers with their second season is almost, we're almost the same. Mm-hmm. So there's actually kind of a fun through line you can do of tracking both shows and as a result, you know, we're pulling from similar monster challenge ratings and things like that. And there can be overlap like that. And it can be very easy to fall into influenced as opposed to inspired by or learning from and things like that. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Uh, the last thing I say, too, is I do like to swing by streams and stuff, though, randomly. Just I go to the RPG channel on Twitch and I'll drop into streams. And that's always kind of fun because you get like humble. Like there's literally just, you know, it's a Sunday night at someone's house. They're all just sitting in their, you know, yeah. regular clothes. I don't know. Just like these humble streams. I kind of find those fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, I should look for those more because that's kind of what I'm saying. I'd rather, yeah. I want to find stuff where, how do I put this? I want to find stuff where they're kind of a combination of what Bo is saying, which is this sort of laid back, hey, we just happen to be filming this thing we're doing, but also what Hope is saying, or sorry, Hope, had, uh, Kristen is saying, about it being uh, your your ability to maintain our originality doesn't get messed with by watching too many others or thinking that you're doing it wrong or wondering if they're doing it wrong or you know like all of that just gets in the way in my head and I would rather just focus on like I don't know right and that's such a scary thought that you could be doing something wrong wrong in D&D when it's Men, uh, group storytelling so you can't really be wrong you no. know you can argue right. rules can be argued sure and just to make sure things are progressing fairly for everybody but just that idea that you could be wrong in D&D is it makes me very sad to think that that's even a possibility yeah. we, we don't have time in this show but it would be an interesting conversation I believe that role playing games are the worst design games out of all games of all time you mean video games. Part of the appeal. Yeah. That's why they're fun, but they're yeah. very poorly designed. Yeah, well, they have to be open-ended. By design. They're badly designed by design. Yeah, they have to be, they have to have that open-endedness, that sort of all those I mean, any files. game where I'm like, you want to play a game? You're like, yeah, let's play a game. You want to spend time. Okay, and then you bring a stack of books that big, you're like, sweet, here's this content. And is if it were anything else, you would be like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Weird, right? It's weird how that mm-hmm. works. I'll tell you what else is weird. 30 minutes went really fast. And here we are at the end of another bonus episode. If you like this, then you already know and you're getting it early. But if you do like this and you're like, man, I feel late. Well, don't feel late anymore. Go over to the website. There will be dungeons.com. Get some cool artwork in the mail. Uh, There's levels for all sorts of cool stuff, including this. Everybody who signs up gets the bonus show. All of you a week early. So do that if you haven't already. And for those who get it early, thank you for supporting us. I think that's going to do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for John, for Kristen, and for Bo. We'll see you next time.